you know, this is corruption on on a degree that people can't even begin to comprehend. This bill is a tool to find out who that is running for office or currently in office is either for or against the United States. Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report. Thank you so very much for tuning in. That, of course, was researcher and activist James Rogowski. And you're not going to want to miss this important update, friends. The line has been drawn. Serfdom or freedom? Liberty or slavery? That is the choice at hand. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word from a very important sponsor. Guys, with $33 trillion in U.S. national debt and more than $1 trillion a year in payments to service that debt, you're probably feeling pretty unsure about the future. You're not alone. Here's Matt Gates discussing that crushing U.S. debt. You are your record. And our record in this country right now is $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. Gates goes on to joke that one of these Democrat senators received gold bars in alleged bribes. Gold bars, friends, the money of kings. Look, noble gold will help you survive the storm that is at our door. And now, this month, Noble Gold Investments is handing out a free 5-ounce silver America the Beautiful coin if you qualify for an IRA. When you invest in gold and silver with Noble Gold Investments, you get harbor from the storm. Now, always do your own due diligence before making any investment decision because there are no guarantees in life. But do not settle for financial uncertainty. Build a foundation to your portfolio with precious metals in physical form from Noble Gold Investments, which has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So why wait? Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. Think about this opportunity and then call 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. Noblegoldinvestments.com is the gold company I trust. Give them a call today. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very, very important conversation. I have researcher and activist James Rogowski back on the line. Guys, before I bring my guest on, I just want to let you know I was just in a 5G opt-out symposium with attorney Todd Callender and Ann Vandersteel. My guest to bring on was Deb Tavares, and we were talking about the October 4th FEMA emergency broadcast system takeover. What I just want to say about that and about all of the stuff that we talk about in these shows and with James today, guys, is that this isn't an episode of The X-Files. But get ready for an X-Files alien invasion if all else fails. There is a CIA directive about using a faked alien UFO event as a psychological operation against the people of the world. And NASA's own Werner von Braun warned his assistant Carol Rosen repeatedly over four years that the last card they would play is the alien card and it will all be a lie. Why did I bring up UFOs and aliens at a 5G opt-out symposium? Because I wrote this for that symposium introduction. Because they often telegraph what they plan to do to us. They tell us, they show us in their movies and TV shows. The Lone Gunman was an X-Files spin-off TV show. And on March 4th, 2001, the pilot episode of that show aired. The plot of the very first episode... This is Atlantic National Flight 265 Heavy. We are declaring an emergency. 
We have 110 souls on board, 16,000 pounds of fuel, and no dangerous goods or cargo to report. It concerned a government plot to crash an airplane into the World Trade Center and make it appear as a terrorist plot in order to justify global wars and more defense spending for the unquenchable thirst of the military-industrial complex. Almost exactly six months later, we got the events of 9-11-2001. 9-11, the 7-7 bombings in London, where the very same targets that were being wargamed in that drill went live and were detonated with explosives in real-world bombings. This according to drill participant Peter Powers live. Uh, today we were running an exercise for a company, bearing in mind I'm now in the private sector, and we sat everybody down in the city, a thousand people involved in the whole organization, but the crisis team and the most peculiar thing was we based our scenario on the simultaneous attacks on the underground and mainline station. So we had to suddenly switch an exercise from fictional to real. And one of the first things is, get that bureau number. When you have a list of people missing, tell them. And so it took a long to, time. Just to get this right, you were actually working today on an exercise that envisioned yes. virtually this scenario. Uh, almost precisely. I was up until 2 o'clock this morning because it, it's our job, my own company, Visor Consultants, we specialize in helping people to get their crisis management response. How do you jump from slow time thinking to quick time doing? The COVID-19 lockdowns in 2020, mirroring the Rockefeller Foundation's lockstep plan from 2011 and the Gates Foundation World Economic Forum Event 201 War Game, their tabletop exercise. And then we have Pfizer and Moderna's bioweapons masquerading as vaccines, killing millions worldwide. And let me tell you, the new ad campaign running today for that product? Well, you don't have time for the 19. So get your two-for-one booster this fall when you get your flu shot and your COVID-19 booster at the same time, being peddled by NFL superstars. In 2016, Hollywood released a film starring Sam L. Jackson and John Cusack called Cell. At the opening of that film, John Cusack's character finds himself in an airport where a high-frequency signal is sent out to all cell phones, causing people to immediately turn into foaming at the mouth, bloodthirsty zombies, just like what happened in the real world with the CIA's Operation Crimson Mist in Rwanda in 1994. Thirty years later... They have unleashed so many silent weapons for their quiet wars against us. Propaganda, false flags, 5G, directed energy weapons, bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. Which brings me back to the NFL and its star players like Travis Kelsey peddling the new Pfizer vax and the flu shot in this brand new two-for-one spot. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Oh, uh, two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Um. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. You just can't make this up. Is it any wonder Travis Kelsey is now basking in the mass media glow of Taylor Swift, his new girlfriend, we're told? (laughs) Only an upside down world, friends, which brings us to James Rogowski, the World Health Organization and the total takeover of everything by the people that ought not be in charge. James, welcome back. How are you, sir? Well, you know, I got to comment on a couple of those things because, you know, I didn't know that you were going to do that before we scheduled this. Um, I saw an interesting meme 
that had a shot of the football player with the band-aids on his arm and uh, his uh, apparent, you know, love interest, uh, Taylor Swift. And the caption was, either way, he's getting his heart broken. <laughs> That's 100% so, true. That's a good meme. And and so I'll, I'll add one to your collection. I don't know if you had a chance to pull it up. Um, catastrophiccontagion.com. Catastro- just go to the website, catastrophiccontagion.com. Many people are aware of event 201 where, you know, the COVID thing was, you know, a scenario just before it all happened, laid it all out. Well, the group that did did event 201 also did catastrophiccontagion.com. And they set up a scenario where uh, in eastern Venezuela in 2025, the seers, S-E-E-R-S, you know, like you're psychic, you're a seer, right? They're predicting an outbreak of an enterovirus uh, that affects, you know, and may kill millions of children, according to their scenario. Well, I noticed that they neglected to uh, reserve the domain name, catastrophiccontagion.com. So I snagged it and had a little fun with it. And so, uh, you know, anybody wants to see what they might be planning for 2025, uh, you know, look at that. They had another scenario for uh, what I call money pox. And, well, that's that's not my website. That's their website. Yeah, that's if the you real actually one. Just go, if you actually just go to catastrophiccontagion.com, uh, hopefully your search engine or whatever your uh, browser will find it for you, catastrophic contagion. <laughs> they deserve a catastrophe <laughs> trophy because they're such wonderful people and they care so much about us, James. They truly love us. That's why they're rolling out all this dystopic, nightmarish, hellscape city, smart city, 15-minute city nonsense because they love us so much. And so, you know, all of this is very serious and, and treacherous, and they're trying to do ridiculous things. But on another level, poking fun at them and shaming them and, you know, pointing out what they are doing. You know, if you do it with music or art or, you know, people do, you know, illustrations, whatever creative way you can use to get the information out there, you know, by all means do it. And so... Uh, what's been going on lately is uh, an interesting event. And w- one of the things that I think you know about me is, you know, I stick to the facts and I just I just show you, show people that they're telling you what they're doing. And, but you just need to look at it. But what I'd like to do is um, explain a little something that happened in the past couple of weeks at the United Nations. And I found it to be very encouraging. And it came from a different you know, an unexpected source. So the United Nations had um, prepared for over a year to have a week of propaganda uh, from September 18th, 19th, 2021, 20, and 22. They, were, they talked about the sustainable development goals for a couple of days and then pandemics and universal health care and tuberculosis. And they had, they had circulated documents that go through what they call a silence procedure. And all of the nations have the opportunity to object to whatever they've been, you know, negotiating these documents all year long. And every nation has the opportunity to say, no, we reject that. Well, you know, they got taken by surprise. They got they got a takedown on September 17th, the Sunday before these week long meetings. Eleven nations got together 
and wrote a letter and dropped it, you know, into their official box on Sunday, the day before. And they said, look, they, they literally used the word pretend. They said, we don't appreciate the president of the General Assembly pretending that these high level meetings are the General Assembly full body meeting and adopting these documents. And they called him out on it because they understood the rules and the way they were trying to front to make it look like it was something more than it really was. So their long, you know, year long goal of having these meetings where they put up the propaganda uh, about pandemic prevention, preparedness and response, and they want $30 billion to go to the WHO. They, they called him out on it at the last minute. There wasn't anything they can do. And so what happened is the president of the General Assembly went through this propaganda routine of saying, well, you know, we've all had a chance to look at this and subject to, uh, you know, meeting at some future date with the General Assembly, boom, we approve these declarations. And the media picks that up and runs with it and says, oh, you know, it's been approved. But it actually really wasn't. And so when you really get down to the, the nitty gritty, when you do your homework and you understand the rules, you can use those rules against these people because, you know, they, they try to flout the rules. Now, the reason for mentioning that is if I put, you know, if, if you and I want to go onto Speculation Island and, and get out our, you know, seer uh, crystal ball where we look into the future the future that I see coming, possibly, I hope and I pray that the deadline for all of the nations in the WHO to reject the amendments that were adopted. Most people are unaware that on May 27th, 2022, the World Health Assembly did adopt amendments to the international health regulations. Didn't make the nightly news probably wouldn't find it in the New York Times or the Washington Post or any mainstream media, even alternative media. We've probably talked about it a few times, but you know, you people are have. not talking about you it. You bet we have. And the deadline right. to reject those amendments is December 1st is this, of this year. It's December 1st. So 16 months of the 18-month period, You know, to put this into English, right, that people can understand, if you've ever purchased anything, you, you buy a suit, you buy a shirt, you buy some shoes, you buy you know, a tool at the hardware store. You know, generally they give you 30 days to return it. And if it's day 31 and now you want to return it, they're like, hey, you know, come on, we, we gave you 30 days. You missed the deadline. Well, if you look at it this way, our unelected, unknown, unaccountable delegates to the WHO, uh, you know, in our name, without our permission, went to the meeting in Geneva in 2022 and they bought some amendments and, you know, they don't fit. I don't want them. send them back, reject them. Right. So the deadline to reject those amendments, every leader of every nation has the opportunity to just write a letter to the WHO and say, well, you know, it's nice that you guys have all these amendments, but I'd like to invoke article 61 and reject them. All of the other nations can keep them if they want. But for, for me and for our people and our nation, no, we reject them. Well, 
they've figured out how to make procrastination and avoidance and ignorance actually work to their benefit. Because if they just keep it on the down low, they just keep it quiet, nobody says anything, nobody does anything. If you don't proactively reject something that you don't want, because they're assuming that since you haven't said anything, you're cool with it. Mm-hmm. Your silence is viewed as consent. Well, I'm certainly not being silent. I know you're never silent about things that you object to. And so what is going on now is I have great hope that there will be a number of leaders around the world who realize that they can stand up to the WHO just by writing the letter that says, nope, we reject these amendments. Now, the reason this is important is not just because of the amendments that were adopted in 2022. It's to get people to understand the process. I got to tell you, if I hear one more time, somebody say, oh, the Senate would never, you know, sign on to that. Please understand that years ago, the precedent was set and the way it's structured in the international health regulations, and this has been done before, they adopt it. It's assumed that everybody's good with it unless the leader of your nation actively rejects the amendments. The amendments that they're negotiating now that are a horror story, they've been negotiating them in secret. They were actually submitted September 30th, 2022. It's been a year. They've been negotiating them in secret. We have no idea really what is currently in whatever the heck it is they're negotiating they're supposed to be having a week-long series of meetings october 2nd to the 6th and they're supposed to be talking about some important stuff and they're likely to do it in secret they're going to be talking about definition of terms article one of the international health regulations there is no legal definition for the word vaccine or pandemic or safe or effective or what is a case None of those things are defined. They're going to be discussing those terms and the definitions first week of October. They're going to be talking about the scope, which they want to be able to declare an emergency, even if there is something that has the potential to cause harm or disease. Can I ask you a question, though, about Global Inc.? Because that's what we all are starting to understand we're part of. USA Inc., Global Inc. Who would have the power to invoke Article 61 and reject it and reject this treaty, uh, reject this plan from our government. And the reason I ask that, and I know you have the answer because I don't know the answer, but people like John Kerry, a skull and bonesman, he's knee deep in this thing in World Inc. And get this, John Kerry's daughter, Vanessa. Did you know this? John Kerry's daughter, Vanessa, was just named to the World Health Organization as the first special envoy for climate change and health. So who in the world's going to stop this and invoke Article 61 for we, the people of the United States, James? Um, probably nobody, because Biden and his administration were the ones who submitted these amendments in the first place, as did the leaders of the United Kingdom and members of the European Union and Japan and so forth and so on. The hope is that, like happened with the United Nations, other nations who realize that they're getting a raw deal from the WHO, 
I, I'm encouraging everyone around the world to take the work that I've been doing, translate it into your native language, spread it through your populations. One of the things that happened that I only um, learned about far after it happened was last year, I was interviewed by a gentleman who's from Atlanta, but he had connections into uh, many nations in Africa, and he was part of a group of pastors. And he shared my information with this group of pastors and, you know, they didn't want to believe him. So they're, you know, he's talking and they're Googling on their phone to figure out who this James Raguski guy is. And they realized that all I was doing was pointing to WHO documents. So after that meeting, you know, they realized that this was important information. They went back to their nations and told whoever it was they told and I have been told, I can't verify because I'm not in direct communication with the president of Kenya, but what was told to me by this person who had interviewed me last year was that this information got to the president of Kenya, who personally, you know, did research to see if I was, you know, legit and if what I was saying was real. And so ultimately the word spread. I'm not saying I was responsible for it because many other people were involved, but they pushed back and they said, you know, to the WHO, no, we're not doing that batch of amendments that the Biden administration supported. And so it's this butterfly effect. If you've heard, you know, a butterfly flapping yeah, its wings in the Amazon, right? I tell you, you tell your audience, your audience tells whoever they know, and it goes out and it spreads. And somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody gets this word to somebody, you know, maybe it's the prime minister of Trinidad and Tobago. There's a group of people in Trinidad. If you go on exitthewho.org, you'll see that they published about a month or so ago an eight-page open letter to the prime minister of Trinidad and Tobago saying, we don't want any of this stuff. Now, probably he doesn't have the guts to stand up against the WHO because here's how the game is played. I, I looked this up with somebody else um, the other day. You can look at the financials and pick a nation like the Central African Republic. I looked up how much their assessed payments were in 2022. It was $4,750. Now, if your membership, you know, as George Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. If membership for the Central African Republic in in the WHO cost $4,750. And quite frankly, they were in arrears, right? So I had, they haven't even paid that. But if that gets your entry into the room and you see that there's negotiations going on and maybe multi-million dollar contracts to build some biological lab in your nation is your reward for going along with what they want you to do. I understand the ridiculousness of that game, but that is the game. And so all of these little nations that pay a pittance to be members and maybe see a large financial reward if they're throwing $30 billion into, you know, this laboratory network that they want to build with the WHO CA plus framework convention, pathogen access and benefit sharing system. Um, you know, this is corruption on, on a degree that people can't even begin to comprehend. And so there will be some nations, and I'm, I'm going to start a rumor, okay? I, this is totally maybe out of character for me. It's just a, a thought question, right? 
what is going to go through everybody's mind if on the last day before the deadline, let's say, you know, when everybody's in a Thanksgiving coma, right, from eating too much sugar, and it's November 28th or 29th, and those 11 nations that told the UN to shove it, write a letter to the WHO and say, no, we reject these amendments. All of the other nations are going to go, oh, crap, we could have done that too. Whose diplomats are smarter and more savvy? Diplomats that lock us in to the amendments that were adopted last year or diplomats who say, nope, not for us. Okay, so we shall see who is smart and savvy and has the guts to stand up to the WHO. And we shall see who doesn't. And so all I'm asking everybody to do is look into the information that I've been providing on my Substack. I wrote an open letter to all of the leaders of the world, but I don't speak Spanish or French or Swahili or Japanese or, you know, whatever. Um, please take this information and, and spread it around the world. And we shall see which one of our leaders are savvy and want to protect their nation's sovereignty. And the ones who don't will be blatantly obvious that they're globalists. Yep. They don't care about their people and their nation. They want to go along with the World Economic Forum, the WHO, the UN, and whoever the heck is all behind all of that. As, as we the people, we have to be the media to spread this information because you're not going to read this on you know, the nightly news, you're going to see it on the nightly news or in the newspapers. And, you know, thank you um, to SGT Report. Even alternative media are dropping the ball on this. And I encourage everybody to pick this story up and run with it. As a listener, as a viewer, all you really got to do is take the link to this video. And if there is a, a, a phone number that you can text, if there is an email that you can send it to, if there's a social media account that you can post it on or a Telegram group or a politician that you can send this to. If you do not send this information to someone, effectively you are censoring it. So take on the responsibility, you know, the algorithms and the mainstream media and the Google and the YouTubes and all that, that are censoring everybody, Facebook and all that. Um, you can, you can still push out. You can still be the media. Don't trust the media, be the media. Yep. And, you know, if you find some media that you want to share, if if you don't share it effectively, you're stopping the flow of important information. You're acting as if you are a censor. So well, spread right. this far and wide. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Spread it far and wide because silence on this issue and any of these important issues equals consent. You guys, silence is consent. Yep. And I just want to talk a little bit about Global Inc., I want to just remind people that some of the rebellion we're seeing, which James just noted, is taking place in these small little nations like Kenya, like Niger, which is now openly rebelling against French colonialism, like in El Salvador, where Max Kaiser has the ear to the president and now Bitcoin is currency. And the country there, El Salvador, is thriving. Trinidad, as James noted. And I just want to talk about Global Inc. I mentioned John Kerry and his daughter, Vanessa. They're both knee-deep in the World Economic Forum. They have signed on to Mr. Global, Global Inc. 
And whereas these people in the past, I'm talking just 20 short years ago, James, they could operate like this in the shadows because nobody really was paying attention to the Council on Foreign Relations or the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization. Nobody really was talking about the Committee of 300, the Club of Rome, right? Now it's kind of all in the open and we're all talking about it. So as we point the fingers at these people, they don't like it very much, which is why they're trying to silence us. And in Canada, they've just introduced laws that will prevent people from spreading what they call, the powers that ought not be called, misinformation and disinformation. And if they target you for having done that, guess what? They're going to shut down your website and potentially file criminal charges against you. Now we have Rothschild's own Reuters fact-checking this idea that Klaus Schwab did not say that UN Agenda 2030 is failing when in fact he did just make an agreement with the United Nations to essentially fast-track UN Agenda 2030, and it's now, for all practical purposes, James, UN Agenda 2025. Why did they do that? Because people are waking up in droves, man. We are winning in the town square for the hearts and minds. We are winning the information war, James. So these people are a little bit desperate because now we can point at them and call them the traitors that they are. In my view, John Kerry, the bonesman, is a traitor to the nation, the sovereign nation, the United States of America. But guess what? He doesn't work for We the People. He works for USA Inc. So he's just doing his job. He's literally doing the job he was hired to do, James. And that's sell us all out. Well, you know, words matter. The super spreaders of inaccurate information or misinformation are, you know, the government sources, the CDC, the FDA, the NIH and so forth. What you have been spreading and me and many other people is missing information. And and so they don't want us to point out, you know, what they don't want you to know. And so uh, going back over to the WEF, let me give you another thought exercise. If you change the name of the World Economic Forum and you said it was the Taliban or ISIS mm-hmm. and they had a training camp in Geneva and they brought all of the young promising people from all of the nations all around the world brought them to their training indoctrination camp, got them all set in the ideas that they want them to be indoctrinated with, and then they sent them back to all of the various countries to infiltrate their government and their military and everywhere else, media and so forth. We would be at war with the World Economic Forum because they are a terrorist organization that is infiltrating every nation on the planet. Now, with the WHO, unbeknownst to most people, in 2005, when they made the amendments to the international health regulations, they created a requirement for every nation to have within their own government structure something called the um, National IHR Focal Point Office, the National International Health Regulations Focal point office. That office is is required to surveil the health information within each nation that they're part of their own government. So in my view, that's where the WHO infiltrated every single government on the planet. Those offices are obligated to be in 24-7 communication with the WHO. Anybody wants to do any kind of FOIA requests, just go find your nation's National IHR Focal Point Office and ask them for all of the communique between them and the WHO. You'll get some interesting information. 
But it gets worse because in the proposed amendments that they submitted a year ago, I have no way of knowing if they're still in there. Russia, of all places, uh, proposed an amendment that would make it mandatory for every nation to enact legislation giving that office that has to report 24-7 to the WHO the legal authority to implement all of the other amendments that are being considered. And so the way they would have this be structured if they adopt and, and these things go into force is that in each nation, there would be an office that would be empowered to enforce whatever these amendments might be. And, and so if you don't know that, if that's news to you, you know, don't believe me. Go read the documents. All I ever do really is, is look at what they're pumping out, read it, and find the juicy little tidbits that they don't want you to know. And if all you do is take this video and spread it far and wide, um, you know, I give my phone number on every interview I do, if I remember to do it, um, 310-619-3055. I'm in California. You can use Signal or Telegram or WhatsApp or text me. My voicemail is usually full, but if I get a missed call, I'll call you right back. Go to stoptheamendments.com. Don't do a search for it. Just go there, http colon slash slash stoptheamendments.com. See all of the information about what we know they're negotiating in secret. They're having meetings October 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. They're going to have their last meeting December 7 and 8. They're going to submit it to the review committee before Christmas. They're going to submit it to the WHO in January. And if they adopt these amendments... They are not coming back to the Senate for their advice and consent. The president in 2025 will have the authority to reject them. So from now until November, and I know elections are absurd in this country, but from now until November 2024, we all have a question to ask of whoever's running for president, whoever's running for Congress and the Senate. Do I see your name on H.R. 79 in, in the House? Because Andy Biggs from Arizona proposed H.R. 79 in January of 2023. And currently 52 members of Congress have sponsored or co-sponsored that. So there's at least 52 members of Congress who, in my view, are on the right side of this issue. You can go to exitthewho.com and you can see who they all are. And I encourage people to call those people up and, and you know, you'll get their office, you'll get their staff um, and, and tell them, look, we appreciate what you're doing. You're finally doing the right thing. But how come I don't see you on TV talking about it? How come you haven't reached out to the senators from your state and gotten, there's not one senator who has copied a page and a half piece of legislation. I can summarize H.R. 79 in 30 seconds. It would instruct the president to tell the WHO to go take a hike. It would stop giving them money and it would repeal the legislation that got us involved in the first place. Everybody can comprehend it. It's not some thousand page bill that's going to hurt your brain. It's a page and a half. How come not one senator out of 100 has copied that 
and submitted it into the Senate for the Senate's consideration. They're such traitors. Did you say there's only 59 Congress critters who are backing this so far? 52. If you click on co-sponsors. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. Let me ask you something, though, because the audience is wondering, and so am I. Let's say that everything just remains the same. And they pass this stuff under the cloak of darkness. Nothing happens on December 1st. Nobody rejects it. Uh, they steal another election. So nothing happens in 2025. What are the enforcement mechanisms for the World Health Organization's tyranny? What is it? A puppet president executive order? UN troops? What, what is the enforcement mechanism for this tyranny? The, the enforcement mechanism is going to be the exact same thing that we dealt with over the past four years. Your own neighbors, your city government, your county government, your state government, your friends, your family, your employers, your grocers, your whatever. Okay. If, if they continue to refuse to wake up and respect the Bill of Rights and the fundamental freedoms that we have, It's going to be a person to person issue because, you know, Tedros didn't come knocking on your door and make you do anything. Right. They don't have a big enough army to knock on everybody's door and make you do anything. This is people dealing with other people. And our job is to awaken enough so that the resistance to this tyranny is powerful enough to just say no. Now, I'll give you a weird, you know, another thought idea. Okay, I live in the Los Angeles area, and people maybe have heard of Skid Row, you know, homelessness and and drug use and all that sort of stuff. Let me ask you a really simple question. Um, Would you feel safer going to Skid Row in the middle of the night, pulling up your sleeve like that football player did, and asking anybody at Skid Row, do you have anything in a needle that you could stick into my arm? Or would you feel safer going to your doctor and maybe a pharmacy and getting in line to get a flu shot and a shingle shot and, and a, a, a COVID shot, you know, a booster? Honestly, you should be more afraid of the sanctioned, you know, countermeasure, which is a biological weapon. You should be more afraid of what the government is pushing than what any drug pusher in Skid Row is pushing on you. Because that might that might harm you, probably would, you know, trip you out, but it's not going to change your DNA. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change you. And, and so people who are unaware that they have found, you know, upwards of several hundred times the amounts that are, you know, regulated of DNA that is not naked DNA, but is encapsulated in lipo nanoparticles that essentially enable it to transfect into your cell, into your nucleus, and change you genetically, right? Um, I'll, I'll leave you with this, Sean. Um, maybe this is blasphemous, and it's meant somewhat as a joke, but there really should have been an 11th commandment, right? Thou shalt not try to alter God's work. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's spot on. And uh, yeah, I would prefer to go to uh, Skid Row and be injected with something blindly than go to uh, my doctor and get what uh, Travis Kelsey recommends, which is your two for one. Get your flu shot and your new unproven COVID-19 shot from Pfizer, which to my understanding has been tested on eight mice. No human trials, eight mice. 
but we're to believe it's safe and effective. And by the way, Joe Biden just said yesterday as we're having this conversation, enough questioning of the COVID shot. Just line up and get your shot. Enough, enough, enough. Stop questioning the COVID shot. These people are desperate to get us to comply. All right, as we say our goodbyes, I just want to call attention to James' excellent website. One of the best activists out there fighting on behalf of all of us. An open letter to world leaders. You guys can watch this. I think it's about four minutes long. I was watching it earlier today. And James, at first when I was watching it, I thought, you know, what a good man. But this is a little bit naive because these people aren't going to listen to you or me or anybody else. They're going to do the bidding of the World Health Organization. But you've just proven on this call that that's not true. Kenya rebelling. Niger rebelling. There's good news happening around the world, James. And I think that this message to world leaders, it's not meant for John Kerry or Joe Biden. It's meant for the little guy who might listen and realizes what's really going on as they usher in their new world order, James. We have a responsibility as citizens. I I take that word back. We have a responsibility as men and women to tell our employees the job that we want them to do. Our Congress people and senators or members of parliament or city council people or whatever, we they do not tell us what to do. We tell them what to do. But if we fail to express our desires clearly to the people who are supposed to be representing us, then we all have to look in the mirror and there's nobody to blame but yourself. If you come together and you make it very clear as to what it is you want, and then our public servants serve some other master, whether it's their donors or lobbyists or, you know, members of the WF or whatever globalist organization they want to be a member of, then it's bad on them and they need to go. But we all have to do what we're supposed to do because that's the responsibility that we get along with the freedoms that we enjoy. Now, the I'm, I'm not a, a musician. Okay, by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, the last line of the Star Spangled Banner, the land of the free and the home of the brave. We've had a deficiency of courage among us. The fear mongering is overloading everybody's mind. And that needs to stop when we find our courage again as individuals and as a nation. If we truly become, you know, land of the free and the home of the brave, and we stand up not just to the WHO and the UN and the WEF, but you stand up to your employer. You stand up to the shopkeeper who says you can't come in unless you're doing what you know something to your body or wearing some device that makes you not able to breathe. When you stand up with the courage to say, you don't have the authority to infringe upon my freedoms, when that courage rises back up in the heart and soul and mind of more and more Americans, I got to tell you, people around the world say, you know, what's up with America? We look to you guys. If you fall, they know it's over, right? We have to stand up as a people the way our ancestors have done many, many times and find the bravery and the courage to live up to our reputation. I think that's spot on. And uh, one thing I should do more often on this show is provide one simple call to action at the end of every call. I, I I really should do that more often. I think a really simple call to action for everybody listening in this call is to look up HR 79, go to co-sponsors, 
you know, the sponsor is Andy Biggs. But if Scott Perry is your guy in Pennsylvania or Ronnie Jackson in Texas or Keith Self in Texas, call them up and say, hey, thank you. I'm paying attention to what you're doing. Thank you for sponsoring or co-sponsoring the World Health Organization Withdrawal Act. But secondary to that, look up all the congressmen in your state, the ones that haven't backed this or are ignoring it or will just go along to get along. Call them and tell them, too, that you're watching them and you know they haven't yet co-sponsored that and you want to know why. You also have two senators in your state. Call up the offices of each of your senators and ask them, why are they ignoring H.R. 79, the World Health Organization Withdrawal Act? Are they on board with the World Economic Forum agenda? Are they on board with the end of American sovereignty? Call them politely and ask them politely. Why aren't you sponsoring this? And we are watching you. I've I've tried to make this easy. If you go to exitthewho.com, um, all of those folks are listed there for your convenience, along with their phone numbers and their links. And at the very top of exitthewho.com, there is a link to a page where I have all of the senators' contact information as well. And so many people around the country are already doing that. Um, that's the page with all of the Congress people, and you should see a link right uh, a little bit further down. Um, contact all your senators. I've tried to make it easy. There's a little script of what it is you can say to them. And you hit the nail on the head. Um, I actually just had a conversation before we did this interview with a woman who's busy calling, and we were talking about the strategies that you can do. That's the legislation. It's a page and a half. Anybody could read it. Um, Just ask them, you know, and say to them, this is what I want you to do. And if you don't do it, I demand that you send me an email or a letter back explaining yourself. And we've got 14 months from this time until the November elections. And what each and every one of us could do is have a running list of, well, you know, I don't see you on the list of people who have sponsored this legislation. I I must assume that you're a globalist and you're a traitor to your country. Who else is running against you? I'm going to support them if they support this. So this is a tool. I'm, I'm not under any naive illusion that this bill is going to pass and Biden is going to sign it. This bill is a tool to find out who that is running for office or currently in office is either for or against the United States. And so we have a lot of work to do. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Simple starting point. Take the link to this video and share it to everybody you possibly can. Get this to go around the world. And the more people who are aware of what they would love to be secret, um, their silence's consent only works if you're silent. Final question for you, um, James. Have you reached out to Rand Paul's office about this and asked why he's not backing this? Why hasn't he introduced this as a senator? I don't get it. I've, I've written to every member of Congress in the Senate and every member of Parliament in the United Kingdom and Canada and New Zealand and Australia and a couple of others. And I have a whole collection of BS, you know, uh, email response letters. Um, what, you know, how this really works is Somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody knocks on the door and they get let in, right? And and so what we need to do, uh, I'll leave you with some really boring math, right? If you tell 100 people and they do the same and they do the same and they do the same, you go five levels down 
you know, the six degrees of separation and everybody knows Kevin Bacon, you know, you know, somebody, you know, somebody, you know, somebody, Mm -hmm. well, you know, if you tell a hundred people and they do the same five levels down, it's 10 billion people. Okay. So make the phone call. Maybe you'll get rebuffed, but maybe somebody else will make the phone call and somebody else will make the phone call. So if you got, if you got 20 phone calls on any given day about something and you were working for a Senator, you'd be like, uh, Senator, um, something's going on. I don't know how to explain it, but this is what's going on. And now their awareness has been raised because most of these people are completely clueless. Mm -hmm. They have no idea how the whole system is really working, that amendments were adopted last year, that the deadline is December 1st. Step number one is to get their head out of this, you know, if their head's in the sand, kick them in the butt and pull them up and go, look, you need to look at this. You need to understand you don't know what you don't know. Hate, hate to um, quote Donald Rumsfeld, but there are unknown knowns, right? We know this, but they don't. And the only way you know that they know is that you stick it in their face and you tell them. After you know that they know, now it's their fault. And you hold them to task for what they fail to do, but you have to take the effort or make the effort and notify them as to what is going on and what you want them to do about it. And then sit back and see what they do or they don't do and judge them accordingly in terms of how you plan on voting. You know, I think that's spot on because as it relates to these Congress critters and senators, their silence is their consent as well. So make them aware of this stuff, guys, with polite phone calls, emails, letters, however you want to do it. If everybody listening just did what we described just a few minutes ago, make these phone calls, call these people, ask them why they haven't signed on to support HR 79. Ask them what their feelings are about a World Health Organization total takeover of America under absurd health regulations that were adopted by the 75th World Health Assembly on May 7th, 2022, against the will or knowledge of we the people, just ask them politely if they know about all of that and what they plan to do about it. Hold their feet to the fire. And James Rogowski, God bless you, sir. Thank you for coming on again and leading the charge here. Guys, the website, stoptheamendments.com. Our guest has been the one, the only researcher and activist, friend of humanity, James Rogowski. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Friends, as always, I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you're still with us, spread this far and wide within your sphere of influence on social media. Make a difference by doing just that and making those phone calls. And I'll remind you every single day for free. You can visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those Klaus Schwab UN agenda lies. May God truly bless you and yours. Bye-bye. SEMA is not federal. FEMA manages the aftermath of pre-planned attacks. That's what FEMA is. We have to FEMA is becoming a department. I don't know if you saw it, Deborah, but on the 21st, I think it's HR 7755, if memory serves, is now going to be a department-level agency in the government, meaning a cabinet position. That's what they want to have happen. And when did that last happen with Homeland Security? Right after 9-11.